Hello everyone, this is Stephen Strang and welcome to this special edition of the God, Trump, and the 2020 election podcast for Monday, September 26th, only eight days before the most important election of our lifetime. The podcast is to focus attention on the election and to give you my perspective as we count off the days. And over the weekend, you probably saw an article from Religion News Service that we are actually publishing on our Charisma News website regarding the fact that Donald Trump now considers himself a non-denominational Christian. And so this morning, I wrote an op-ed, which we're sending out to media, but we're also running it, of course, on our own charismanews.com website, called why Trump's non-denominational label doesn't surprise me. When Donald Trump told Religion News Service he now considers himself a non-denominational Christian, even though he was confirmed a Presbyterian as a boy and was once a member of Norman Vincent Peale's Marble Collegiate Church in New York City, the news did not surprise me. That's because I followed Trump's spiritual odyssey since I interviewed him about it in 2016. I've written four books about the president, three of which have God in the title, the most recent being God, Trump, and COVID-19. In God and Donald Trump, I researched his Presbyterian roots going back to Scotland, where his mother was born, and how she raised her family in America as devout Presbyterians. As a boy, Trump apparently took his confirmation seriously based on how he likes to talk about it and also to show a picture of himself with other children who are confirmed with him. In fact, he chose the Bible that his mother gave him at his confirmation to use for his swearing-in ceremony as the 45th president of the United States. In God, Trump, and the 2020 election, my newest book, I dealt with where is God in all of this. I explored how God could use such a flawed man as Trump and how this New York ladies' man has become a champion of religious freedom, constitutional rights, and other causes near and dear to conservative Christians, such as pro-life and pro-Israel. I document how he seemed to get more serious about life and began watching Christian television programs such as Jim Baker, Paula White, and Ken and Gloria Copeland in the early 2000s. Each of those hosts has said that the president told them he had watched their program for years. All of these ministries consider themselves non-denominational. In fact, that's a trend I've been covering in Charisma magazine for the last 40 years. Most growing churches are often started by eager young pastors focused on winning their communities to Christ. They set up a non-denominational church rather than go through a denomination that may be liberal or at the very least is stifling to their efforts. Even denominational churches such as Rick Warren's Saddleback Church don't use a denominational name and appear to be non-denominational. Trump once attended a David Jeremiah conference and told him that he watched his program. He also speaks fondly of his relationship with Norman Vincent Peale, and Trump's brand of Christianity seems upbeat like Peale's. Think positively, and you'll have a winning life. 
But the most current influence in Donald Trump's spiritual life has been Paula White Kane, whom he called after watching her TV program on a tiny Christian channel based near Mar-a-Lago. He told her she had the it factor, you know, such as you have what it takes or you have it. He also said he had questions for her. A friendship ensued, and over the years, this pastor from Apopka, Florida, became his spiritual advisor. I interviewed her for God, Trump, in the 2020 election, and she told me that she's been careful never to ask for or accept money for her ministry from Trump, but only to pray for him and to be available when he had questions. In one of our interviews, she explained that with the security and the confusion surrounding Donald Trump's attendance when he visits a church service, it's resulted in the fact that he rarely attends in person. And at Easter, he often visits an Episcopal church, the Church of Bethesda by the Sea in Palm Beach, Florida. But when he talks to his evangelical advisors and invites them to pray for him, they do. But over the years, he's had less and less to do with the Presbyterian church itself. When Trump was thinking of entering the 2012 presidential race, he said he wanted a group of pastors not to endorse him, to pray about his decision. Around 2011, Paula called some of her pastor friends, most of them also non-denominational, and they prayed. Kenneth Copeland told me that they prayed about six hours and they told him that they felt the time was not right. Who knows if that entered into his decision, but of course he decided not to run. When he did run in 2016, they became a part of the Presidential Advisory Committee, and of course others like Dr. James Dobson and James Robinson were also added. The Religion News Service, which in my opinion has a politically correct view of what it means to be religious in America, posed questions about why other faith groups weren't included. Well, Trump has never been interested in satisfying the politically correct view. His faith advisors are loyal to him, and many have become his friends. So he's satisfied with that. Besides, whatever Trump did would be criticized. So if he invited other faith groups, he'd be criticized. You know, the joke is that if he walked on the water on the Potomac River, some of the media would no doubt attack him for not being able to swim. The president has always been quiet about his faith, and why not? Faith is about a personal relationship with God, not for public consumption. But I know pastors who say they have prayed with the president to accept Christ. But as Pastor Robert Jeffress of the First Baptist Church in Dallas said, look, I might not choose this man to be a Sunday school teacher in my church, but that's not what this election is about. It's about choosing the best leader to reverse the downward spiral of the nation. And he said that to the Daily Beast back in 2016. As a Christian, 
I'm glad that Donald Trump told the Religion News Service that he's non-denominational. I mean, why not? You know, I think that's how it should be. Not about what denomination he belongs to. Or if the religious elites, such as the Religious News Service, approve. And that's my commentary. We're going to send it out all over. I encourage you to share this with friends. Of course, it'll also be a news article on charismanews.com. You need to check that out and visit it. Also, uh, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, That helps our ratings, believe it or not. Uh, Our podcasts are continuing to grow. I think I've shared recently that my Strang Report podcast is now over 3.8 million. And my God Trump in the 2020 election podcast, this podcast, about 1,030,000. So it's continuing to grow and grow each day. And I'm hoping that it has an effect on the election. In this last week before the election, we need to do everything we can to get out the message to vote for Donald Trump. It is a very different view of America that's held by Joe Biden and his progressive, liberal, radical colleagues and supporters. You know, Biden has always been a little bit of the middle of the road. Of course, he's always been kind of mediocre, never did much in Congress, has been known for plagiarizing as far back as law school, actually dropped out of the 1988 presidential campaign when he was caught plagiarizing, and it was, it was pretty blatant, too. It wasn't just quoting somebody and not attributing it. He actually uh, plagiarized the words and the life of a uh, British uh, politician named Neil Kinnock. In, this, in a speech, Kinnock said that he was a son of coal miners. He said that he was the first uh, person in his family to go to college. Uh, things that clearly were not Biden's. His father was not a coal miner, etc. I mean, it was just blatant, and he... He was, he was a laughing stock. The media kind of made a laughing stock, but they seem to have forgotten. Then there's all this other corruption with China and the Ukraine. I did a podcast recently about that and his laptop. In fact, I did another op-ed that we're sending out to the media about that, but I thought that I would mention it to you. I still believe that my books are worth reading. I believe it's a good read. I had a friend call me today and ask asked me to bring him a few copies. He likes to hand them out. And uh, you're welcome to hand out the book, too. In fact, you can go to my website, stevestrangbooks.com, and get a special, uh, buy it in bulk if you like. Every copy there is is, uh, autographed by me. And uh, I got the reports today on the sales, and they're good, but they're not as good as our goal. So I want you to go there and buy a few books and and help the... uh, Uh, what do you call it, our internet store, meet their goals. So I guess I'll give a little shout-out to David Manning on that. (laughs) And uh, I'm just doing my part. So thank you for listening to my podcast today and every day. Tune in again tomorrow. We'll continue to count down the days until Donald Trump is elected. And uh, be sure to share this with friends. And when you think of us, when you think of me or when you think of Charisma Media, pray for us. We need the prayer. We really do. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
The hypocrisy on the left is astounding. They are so desperate to criticize President Trump that even this worldwide pandemic, they attempt to belittle him and blame him for the crisis. In my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, I go into detail about how I think history will remember our 45th president. History has shown that Winston Churchill was the right man at the right time, yet he was not a popular leader in his day. He was described with some of the same words people have used to describe President Trump, ruthless, unstable, unsound, and embarrassment, to name a few. But the way the world now looks at Winston Churchill is how I believe history will remember Donald Trump. It was said of Churchill, thank God for a leader like Churchill. He was not polite or polished, but he was used to save many lives in a time of war. America, we're at war with an invisible enemy. I thank God Donald Trump is our president. Go to GodTrump2020.com 